Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Make Me an Online Coach podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about is your Instagram losing you money? I see this all of the time with online coaches that their message, their content can be good, their program can be amazing, they've got great results, but their Instagram is losing them so much cash because of a few simple mistakes. And we're going to fix those today. Now, I know that some of the listeners might be using TikTok more or Facebook or LinkedIn. That's cool. I'm going to focus on Instagram, but a lot of what I tell you today, you can use on other platforms. So I'm going to start off with your bio and your display picture. So let's start off with a photograph. If your picture is a logo, if your picture is of you far away, if it's dark, if it's unprofessional looking, then people aren't going to want to click on your profile. This is the first thing people see, right? So when you are choosing what your display picture should be, there's a few rules. It should be um, of your face. You should be able to see you, not you from a mile away. Um, Because what this is going to do, especially if they can see your eyes, it's going to create connection, okay? People want to see who they're buying from. People do not want to buy from a logo. Um, You need to create connection with your audience. This is really, really important. Secondly, it should look attractive. And I don't mean attractive in terms of how you look. I mean the actual photograph should be well lit should look like a good image. It shouldn't be dark and depressing looking because people aren't going to want to click on that. It should be very, very obvious that it's a good photograph of you so they know exactly who they're about to follow. And finally, for the display picture, if you are going to use things like branding colors, make sure that the design that you use looks professional because I've seen some coaches take their branding color as like a background, put their picture on it. It can work well, but I have seen, I have seen some horrible ones where it just looks untidy, guys. Just looks unprofessional. So if you do do things like that, um, at least make it look professional looking, okay? And I think most people would be better off with just a nice looking headshot with good lighting, which you can see your eyes, and therefore build connection. All right, so let's take a look at the bio. This is the second thing that people see when they see your Instagram. So start off with the username. The username is not too important because you are gonna be restricted with what you can put here. Uh, I like to have my name there and I've got an abbreviation of Make Me An Online Coach. So Tom Mac, which is short for Tom Macmillan, underscore M-M-A-O-C. So there wasn't that many options I could have chose and you will be the same, no doubt. So just make sure it's not an obscure name and ideally, Try and get your name in there, your personal and your last name, because then you are easily searchable. Uh, If you have, for example, um, if I had, you know, the mentors coach as a username, well, if I haven't got my name, people that are searching for Tom Mack or Tom McMillan on Instagram won't be able to find me because there's no reference to my name. So really important, guys, that you do have your name here. So I would put it in your username if possible. Then you actually have the name line. Uh, A couple of things you could do here. Say your name again. Um... And then also have what it is that you do or just what you do. So I have Tom Mack and then I've got a dash, one-to-one mentoring for online coaches. Why? Because that's exactly what I do. So for you, it might be something like male body transformation expert. It might be woman's um, confidence coach. It might be a beginner bodybuilding coach. So this is a great opportunity for you to straight away tell people what you do and position yourself as a specialist with who you help. Now the bio should say who you help and what they achieve with your help, okay? Use power words, guys. Big up what you do. Don't just say, I help men lose weight and build muscle. No, that's not good enough. Every other coach is doing that. Stand out. Use power words to show uh, the results that you get. So instead of saying, lose fat, torch unwanted stubborn body fat. Instead of saying, uh, build muscle, 
pack on lean mass. So don't be afraid to use power words to just amplify the impact that you have on your audience, okay? At the moment, I have I build successful, confident, resilient coaches while scaling their businesses for more income, freedom, and 10x in their fulfillment. DM coach, okay? So I've said very, very clearly who I help and how I help them. That's all you need to do. Now, if you have a niche, you need to add that in. So instead of saying, if you help business owners, okay, instead of putting, I help men lose fat and build muscle, you know, I help business owners burn, burn fat, pack on lean mass, and 10x their confidence so they have more energy to scale their business, right? That's now specific to a business owner because your message is if they do these things to their physique, they're going to have more confidence, okay, and more energy to scale their business, therefore making it, re- making it specific to a business owner. Obviously, making these things on the spot, up on the spot, guys, a little bit more difficult. So go away, have a little bit of a brainstorming session, but this now comes from actually knowing who your niche is. And don't underestimate the importance of this because when people land on your page, they have a decision to make. Do I stay or do I go? And like I said, the bio is the second thing they're probably going to look at, the second or first. So if they are not your niche, they're going to go. If they're your niche, they're going to stay. So let's give them the best opportunity to by saying clearly who you help and how you help them. Then we've got a call to action. Again, something a lot of coaches don't do. They don't include a call to action. Whereas this call to action is going to prompt conversations. And that's exactly what you want to be doing. You are better to have a conversation with people in your DMs before an application form because the DMs is going to be an extension of your content. You're going to be able to show the value even more in what you do. You're going to be able to sell to them. You're going to be able to pre-qualify and see if they're a good fit. They're going to be more likely to fill out a form because they've built more rapport with you. Whereas if people just go through your form, you know there'll be people every single day landing on your form but not taking action. A lot of people need that conversation and I believe you do too. So the more conversations that we can start, the more chance we have of getting calls booked and therefore the more chance we have of signing up clients. So have a call to action, very, very clear. I have DM coach for info, DM coach to get started, DM scale to grow. So these are specific terms, scale, coach, specific to my niche. And I'm telling them to grow, so to get started. To get started, obviously to work together. For info, so I can send you the details. So if you're a confidence coach, you might have DM confidence. If you're a transformation coach, you might have DM transform. Or you might simply have info and I'll send you the details. It's not massively important what that word is, but there needs to be a clear call to action for them to start a conversation with you. Do this simple thing, really, really easy. It'll take you 30 seconds to do and I guarantee you, you'll get more inquiries. Okay, second thing is your content not matching your bio. I see this all of the time. Somebody will say I help busy professionals, but then there'll be absolutely no reference to professionals or busy or the lifestyles that busy professionals lead. Their content is all how to drink more water. Should, should I take creatine? Uh, training reels. This stuff is completely unimportant to a busy professional. A busy professional wants to see about things about time, how to increase energy, how to have balance, and how these things will impact their career, their social life, their relationships. So you need to make sure that what you say that you do, you actually show in your content. If there's a disconnect, then the the niche that you think that you've got in your following and the people you're trying to sell to, they're never gonna buy from you, okay? So just changing your bio, that's just one thing, okay? It means nothing. It tells people you do what you say you do, but if the content doesn't back that up, there's no point of it being there. 
So know exactly what you need to say to your niche. You should know exactly what are they struggling with? What do they want to achieve? What have they tried before? Um, what is now holding them back? What does their lifestyle look like? Really, really important. The reason why I never struggle to create content and how I really enjoy it is because it comes from the heart. It's very, very authentic because I was an online coach for so long. So I know the lifestyles of an online coach. I know the stresses, the pressures, the challenges, the things that you want to do, the things that are holding you back. I know all this. So the more that you know your niche, the easier it's going to be for you to be speaking to your niche, signing up better clients and creating better, more consistent content. Okay, number three. Does your grid and your content look professional or unprofessional and unattractive? Now, think of your grid as the shop front, okay? That's, if you go into a shop front and the clothes in the window, shit clothes, you're not going to go in and buy them, okay? So the whole point of that shop window is to have the best clothes because they want people to come in and see. Your grid is exactly the same. If your content looks unprofessional, not only is that not going to want to make people stay on your page and follow you, but also people will have a perception that maybe your standards are lower in coaching and the way that you coach clients. That might not be the case. You might be the most meticulous coach there ever was. Your program might be your your program might be amazing, your content might be terrible, but that's the perception people will have. But if you have low standards in your marketing and the way things look, then your program will also be unprofessional. And you don't want that that tag on you, okay? Don't give any reason for people to doubt you or your ability. So the better your content looks, the more attractive, the more professional it looks, the more people will see you as a professional. There's a time when I used to attract very, very low leads in my fitness business. And then really, it just, I had to just reflect and go, well, there's no, there's no surprise I'm attracting people because all I'm doing is posting up pictures of my apps. Like, you know, what professional company does that of every single post? Like, they don't. So I needed to start looking more professional, maybe changing the way that I dressed, changing the way that I spoke just a, a little bit. Um, making sure graphics and things looked, you know, not, you know, eye-catching, but not over the top. They looked clean. They looked professional. And sometimes you need to take a step back guys, from your content and ask yourself, if you were looking for a coach, would you buy for a coach with the same content? Would your content make you stop and read if it was from another coach? That's a question that you need to ask yourself. And if not, there's something that you really need to improve because that could be losing you a lot of money by people thinking that because it looks unprofessional, they're either not going to read it, therefore not see the value, or they won't consider you to be their coach because they would think that your coaching is an extension of that unprofessionalism. Not using call to actions in your content or regularly selling, promoting. Okay, There's this idea coaches, you know, they say, I don't want to be salesy. There's this idea that you can be too salesy. And look, if you're selling every single day, every single post, then yeah. But if you're backing this up with a lot of value, connection, if you're showing people what you can do, if you are giving people insights into your life, then it's not salesy. You know, look into your inbox right now, okay? Look into email inbox. I guarantee you there has been multi-million and billion dollar companies that have been emailing you today, trying to sell you stuff. I get them all the time. Not a day goes by where I don't have an email from ASOS asking me to buy from them, right? I don't think ASOS are too salesy. I think they are. They have a product. I might like it. They're telling me about it. And this is the way that your prospects will think the same about you, okay? So as long as you're now backing up with plenty of value, you're not going to be seen as too salesy. And not asking for sales is really, really holding you back. It's something that you really have to get used to. 
And when you get rejected, when you don't get any inquiries, it's not a case of, oh, that didn't work, I'm never going to do it again. Guys, you need to consistently be doing it. Because if you're not consistently asking for the sale, well, obviously you are going to get less inquiries, right? The more that you ask, you know, the more chance of people saying yes. And this even extends in your content, like call to actions. I see a lot of coaches don't put any call to action at all, not to message them, not to sign up, not to ask questions, not to drop a like. And that right there is something so simple, which takes you seconds to do, which should just be on every single post telling people now where to take action. It's like you're leading them down the garden path to nowhere. So you need to tell them what to do next. Very, very simple. If people don't know they can work with you, guess what? They're never going to work with you. If people don't know they can ask you questions and therefore you can have a conversation which might lead to a booked call, they're never going to ask that question. You have to tell them. You are the boss. So make sure you're using CTAs in your content regularly. You're using CTAs in your stories, promoting conversations and promoting inquiries, and you're regularly selling, okay? And not caring about what other people think. Just because your friend or somebody said that looks salesy doesn't mean that you are. Okay, You are a business owner. You are not a rep counter. And businesses ask their customers to buy from them. Mistake number five. Final one I'm going to leave you with today. Not having enough of your niche in your following. So that is how your Instagram could be losing you money. Because you could be posting on it every single day, right? But you haven't got enough of your niche there to look at the content, to look at the sales posts, and to take action. So if you say that you help business owners, but 10% are business owners and 90% are not business owners, therefore, Instagram might not be the best platform for you. You need to now prioritize LinkedIn, or it might be a case if you just need to work harder on growing this. Because if you're using time and energy every single day, turning up on stories, talking about business owners, and how you can change their lives, but nobody there is a business owner, then you are losing a lot of money. So either look to move platform, not entirely, but maybe you move platforms such as LinkedIn whilst you build up your following of business owners. You double down on building a following of business owners, or you look to maybe change your niche. Maybe there is another niche in your following, which you have a huge amount of people of, which you would equally enjoy coaching. Look to sell that, look to market to those people. Because if you're always using time, energy, posting the wrong content, that's time and energy that could be spent on another niche or doing something else in your business um, if you're not getting any results off the back of that. So if you're constantly selling, constantly being consistent with content, take a look at your following. Does it have the niche that you're actually trying to attract? It's a huge, huge problem. And if it doesn't, take action. Grow it, go find those people, move platform or change niche. So that is the end of the podcast, guys. I hope that you found that helpful. Like I said before, you can use this on other social media platforms as well. It's not just exclusive to Instagram. This is just where I see most of these mistakes being made. If you have any questions, as always, please send me a message. I would love to help. And I would really appreciate that you like and review the podcast. This is really going to help me get seen. So if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and do that. I'd be very, very grateful. And I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening, guys.